Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 6 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Gilderoy Lockhart. So I wanted to start this episode off with some response we got on the last episode. So the response is actually from our guest host on the bonus episode that we had for you guys. And we're just going to read some of the stuff she had to say about some of the questions we asked and some of the questions that we talked about. So one of her ideas is, why didn't Molly and Arthur, like, just apparate back to Harry and Ron? Well, what I think is that maybe she thought that she'd got, they'd already gotten on the train. Uh-huh. Or what if it's like Hogwarts, you can't apparate Exactly, that's class. what I was just thinking. Because otherwise, wouldn't a lot of other people do it yeah for example because you never actually see anyone apparate to king's cross so yeah. you think a lot of people would i bet i bet like you're saying maybe you can operate to like the actual muggle king's cross but maybe you can't operate in and out of the wizarding world king's cross nine and three quarters platform mm-hmm. which is which would make sense because they don't want just a bunch of people operating there and then yeah following the track to hogwarts okay so So, she also said would a strengthening charm on her oh she would put a strengthening charm on her wand so it would be harder to break um how would you how would that even work i was thinking wandless magic true but why do you even need your wand if it's a wandless exactly um i think that that's a good idea i just have like because i think that it to make that work you'd have to use wandless magic but maybe they already have a strengthening charm on them because you know how they're made. Yeah. So possibly I actually don't know about that one, but like, that's a good idea because that way you can ensure that it's not going to break as easily as it might have without the strengthening. charm. Yeah. And so the other thing is she thinks that Grindelwald is very good at finding what angers people and turning that into a reason to join his yes, cause. Yes, this is very so, true. It's like Queenie. Exactly. She really is angry that she cannot marry Muggles because uh, she wants to marry uh, uh, Kowalski. Jacob, yeah. So, so uh, you know. And, and you also see this, uh, Grindelwald do this in Deathly Hollows when um, Aberforth is telling the trio how he had, like, told Aberforth that if him and him and Albus took if Grindelwald and Albus took over that Ariana could live in a world where um like she wouldn't have to hide yeah her magic or her obscurus depending on if you believe that theory yeah I mean I do it makes sense what do you think if you guys don't know what obscurus is watch um, Fantastic Beasts if you don't know we, well, and you, if you don't want to buy it, then spoilers. It's basically or, when know, oh, it's basically when TV. a wizard suppresses their magic. Yeah, and, and so they then just they just kind of explode into some dark thing, creature, whatever it's called. So, do you believe the theory that Ariana is an Obscurus, or do you still just think that's a theory? I think I believe that because she is a very well description. Like, yeah, there's a lot of descriptions of her. It very, it really matches her. Yeah, and it it matches what Credence does, right? When yes. remember um in Crimes of Grindelwald when they're in that room and he explodes outward into this like huge blur of like little black particles. Yeah, I feel like that's the exact description of how Aberforth explains what Ariana, what happens to Ariana. So that all makes sense to me. Tell us what you guys think. 
Like, we want to hear from you guys about the chapters and about the analysis part. So let us know. All right, so let's start with the chapter. The next day, however, Harry barely grinned once. That morning, they went down to breakfast in the Great Hall, and the enchanted ceiling was gray and cloudy. Hermione, of course, was disapproving of the way that Harry and Ron had arrived at Hogwarts, but Neville was impressed and said hi to them cheerfully. I actually kind of, I want to talk about how the ways that Hermione and Neville reacted to the situation. What do you think about it? About what? (laughs) Sorry. Just not listening. Just tell me. Okay. What what do you think about the way that they reacted to the situation? Like, because, you know, Neville was all impressed. He was like, he, he said hi cheerfully to them, but Hermione, of course, was disapproving of the way that they had arrived at Hogwarts. Yeah. Why do you think that, like, Neville... Um, he's probably just in awe of, how, was, of yeah. their awesomeness. I was just thinking maybe, like, he knows that that's something he would never be able to do, so maybe he that's why he's so, yeah. like, that's me in a different light. <laughs> like, if I was cool, I could have done that. Yeah. What about Hermione? She is probably very disapproving, like, your mother would never like this. Also because she, like, believes in following the rules so tightly that yeah. maybe she's, maybe she's like, mini Minerva. She's, she's like a it. walking rule book. She's, yeah, almost like Percy, but I feel like not as bad, but also she's like the mini McGonagall. Yeah. I feel like they are the same people, except for different people. So... A rush of owls burst into the great hall, and a large gray owl landed in Hermione's jug. Ron picked up Errol and pointed at the large red envelope that Errol had. And he was, like, frightened and all of that. Um, so I want to know, how do you think he knows about howlers? Do you think, like, Fred and George well, have gotten one, or maybe Fred and George have just, like, told well, him what it is? they're a magic family, so he probably learned about it from a family member, or maybe very possibly Fred and George. If, they probably got okay, one. So if someone from the weasley family had gotten one what who do you think it would have been and why fred and george and why um probably because they set off some dung bombs in a corridor or something but i want to know if there can be a happy howler because i saw this thing on pinterest and it was like how they think james and lily would have reacted to finding out that harry potter was on the quidditch team and it was like a happy howler situation. Oh. So I want to know if that's a thing. Because that's oh. Because, okay. So in that case, who would have gotten one from the Weasley family? Because I was I would think maybe Charlie. Well, or I, Bill. I I'm not. <laughs> I know it's a happy howler. Does it like shout? Would it I I shout? think it would shout. Yeah. I feel so proud of you. Yeah. <sighs> but you see, in the Prisoner of Azkaban. When Harry uh, is using, uh, or no, not not Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, Chamber of Secrets, when they think, the Ministry thinks Harry is using, has used magic, mm-hmm. he gets a letter. Yeah. And it starts talking, but don't you think it would have worked if they just written it in all, in all caps? Wait, it only talks in the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> just completely mixing those up, but yeah, it's pretty easy to mix the movie and the book up, okay. because... They're so, like, especially with Gildorah, which we're going to get to, he, it's so easy to, like, remember him from the movie and be like, he's such a cool guy, and then you read, and then you read Chamber of Secrets again, and you're like, what was I thinking? He's such a terrible person, he's so full of himself, <laughs> but he's still one of my favorite characters, he's just so He's, cool he's great. But, 
we'll talk a bit more about it when we get to that part in the chapter. So, um, Neville told Ron that he had better open it and that it would all be over in a few minutes because, of course, he had gotten one before. And, like, I feel like maybe this... Never mind. I I was gonna say maybe it was just an afterthought, but no, this actually happened, so it wasn't just an afterthought. But what do you think Neville would have gotten a howler for? Probably for forgetting something. Yeah, like forgetting... because like, he... Spoilers gets a rem- oh no that was first book uh he got a yeah. remember all first book he forgets a lot of things so that wasn't a spoiler you guys probably already know that if you've been following the podcast um so when Ron opened it and sound it sound filled the great hall and I'm literally gonna read it so stealing the car I wouldn't have been surprised if they had expelled you I don't suppose you stopped to think about what your father and I went through when we saw it was gone letter from Dumbledore last night. I thought your father would die of shame. We didn't bring you up to behave like this. You and Harry both could have died. Absolutely disgusted. Your father's facing an inquiry at work. It's entirely your fault, and if you put another crow out of line, we'll bring you straight home. So the envelope dropped from Ron's hands, and it burst into flames and curled into ashes. Like, when I was reading this, I was like, Mrs. Weasley didn't even stop to think I'm giving away my family's situation to the entire school true i was also thinking do you think dumbledore felt bad that he had told molly and then molly went ahead and sent a howler which embarrassed um ron and harry do you think he felt bad or do you think he's like this is what they deserve they deserved it okay yeah so um also i was also wondering back to what we were talking about can there be a happy howler how does a howler work does it become a voice of ha- because of how you write that the letter, or does the sender make it yell on purpose? Maybe it's like a special item you have to buy, or maybe it's like you just put it in a red envelope and it automatically screams for you. My, I, I was thinking, <clears throat> probably depending on how you write it. Like if you're writing it vigorously, and the, maybe the letter senses that you're mad. Or maybe there's a special or what if, will. Or what if you yell it while you write it? <laughs> That's true. I think it's how you write it. That's what I would think. Because I, do you think Molly and Arthur, if I'm right about, like, it has to do with how you write it, do you think that Molly and Arthur would have sent it if they had known it was going to be a howler? Probably. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So, Harry's insides were burning with guilt, but he had no time to dwell on it. Really, Harry, you can't dwell on it? I mean, if this was me, I would be thinking about it all day. So, McGonagall came down the table handing out course schedules, and the trio headed down to the greenhouses after breakfast for double herbology with the Hufflepuffs. How do you think their classes would have been with Ravenclaw? Because we see classes with... I think we probably at some point, I'm just, my mind's blanking, but I think we probably see it at some point, a class with the Ravenclaw, but I was thinking, because Hufflepuffs and Slytherins have their own way of interacting with the Gryffindors, like, for example, Hufflepuffs are all nice, and they're all like, you know, they get along with the Gryffindors, Slytherins don't like Gryffindors, so they kind of make fun of them. I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining it's like a race between Hermione and the Ravenclaws to put their hands up first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or I was thinking maybe the Ravenclaws would act more like preppy and better than the Gryffindors, but I don't know. It's just, I want to see a class like that. If we have, like, because if there was a class specifically that was like what you said, 
Hermione in the Ravenclaw's yeah. racing. That would stick out to me. So we probably haven't seen one like that, but I want to. Um, so when they got these, when they got there, they saw Professor Sprout standing with Gilderoy. Oh, Gilderoy. Oh, Gilderoy. 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 If, if, if it was Jill, there would be a J. Yeah, but sometimes you can, uh, but sometimes words with G are pronounced J. Except for the fact that they say Gilderoy in the movie, so. Jill. You know, just, just that small little thing, you know, the movies, those kind of famous things. Gilderoy. Where people pronounce names the right way. Uh, well, in the movies, you don't pronounce Voldemort right. It's, it's actually supposed to be Voldemort, which I'm not saying, so. Sprout was carrying bandages, and Harry could see, oh wait, oh yeah, okay. Sprout was carrying bandages, and Harry could see that several of the Whomping Willow's branches were in slings. Like, why? What happened that was so bad that the branches had to be in slings? It was attacking the car. The car wasn't attacking it. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Maybe it broke some of the branches. Maybe. I just don't understand. Why does it need slings? Um, Lockhart said hello to the students and continued to talk about how great he was until Sprout interrupted and they followed her to Greenhouse three which they'd never been in before so lockhart said that he wanted to talk to harry and he said that it was obvious that he had given harry a taste for publicity he told him that he had plenty of time to focus on being famous when he was adult when he was an adult he's so full of himself that he pins it on himself because he's taking the blame for something that like would actually be kind of like somehow flattering yeah but He's pinning it on himself when that's not the real case. It's just that Harry couldn't get through the platform. Yeah. So, do you think he does this often? With other wizards? Do you think <laughs> yeah. he's ever like, I clearly inspired Bathilda Bagshot to write that book? Probably. But no, probably not with Bathilda. Definitely not. That was just an example. Because I think she probably, she's older than him, so she probably wrote the history. Yeah, she's yeah. really old. Yeah. So, uh, Lockhart said that a few people had heard of Harry, but that wasn't as good as winning Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile five times in a row. But that it was a star. It's a star, Harry. Harry is more famous by, like, 20,000 miles. Like, he... The most famous person in the wizarding world. He defeated the Dark Wizard. Yeah. Voldemort. <laughs> exactly. He's probably the most known name ever. Maybe other than, like, Voldemort. Or... Depending on time period, I guess, you're in. But and, I mean, you'd have to have read Gilderoy's books to know about him. Gilderoy. Yeah, I, you'd have to have read the books. So, it definitely would be Harry Potter. He's the most famous. Yeah. Um, Harry walked back into the greenhouses after Lockhart walked away. Uh, Professor Sprout said that they would be repotting mandrakes today asked a few questions and gave Gryffindor about a million points and told everyone to grab a pair of earmuffs. I feel like the reason that Gryffindor has so many points is not even due to the fact that, like, McGonagall gives points away because they earn them. I think it's literally just because Professor Sprout and Professor Flitwick are so free about who they give points to. Yeah. They don't favor their own houses like Snape does. They just throw points students there's like okay 10 points to Hermione 10 points to Hermione 10 points to Hermione yeah just 
I mean, they deserve it, but it's also, do you even care about your own house, Professor Sprout? True. Um, so everyone put their earmuffs on and the class watched as Miss, or Professor Sprout, not Miss, pulled a root baby out of a pot and placed it into a bigger pot. They all removed their earmuffs and moved into groups of four so that they could repot mandrakes together. This seems dangerous, but also, what is the point of herbology class? I don't know. Because I was, I was, I was thinking about it, and I was like, because what are you gonna do with that in like the real wizarding world? But you could also make the argument that like to work in Saint Mungo's, maybe medicine maybe a healer. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, a pharmacist. Yeah, but this also brings back to like there are not that many jobs in the wizarding world. It's like, pick one subject at Hogwarts that you like, and you can probably name less than five professions that go from it. It's very hard. Like, for example, let's just pick one. Transfiguration. Name jobs that would actually go from that, so I can see, or... The only one I can name from Defense Against the Dark Arts is probably, oh, two, probably like a... Or? A researcher, maybe? On, like, the pieces animals, and then, or... And then also... Because other classes like care of magical creatures, you can either be a care of magical creatures professor, you can either you can be a magizoologist, or I guess maybe you could be like a book writer on it. True. But other than that, I mean there are not that many professions. I know. So what would you be? What do you think you'd be? I probably wouldn't be an or. Um I don't know how Harry survived any of these attacks. So you can yeah. context with. Exactly. Uh Probably I would maybe imagine zoologist. It just seems like the best, funnest job. Yeah. Also, that seems fun to me too. Also, I'm a Hufflepuff, so Newt Scamander is like the Hufflepuff hero. But it's just don't there's really not have a Ravenclaw hero, do they? <laughs> to aspire to be Luna Lovegood, maybe, but Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> yes, you can be Gilderoy Vaughn. Um, so. Uh, so the trio got paired with a Hufflepuff boy named Justin Finch Fletchley, um, and he shook each of their hands. So I'm actually really curious about this. Do any of the kids listening shake people's hands? Like, and I don't just mean, like, when you meet an, a formal adult. Like, you, I don't mean when you meet an adult in a former, formal situation. I mean, like, do you walk up to people and, like, other kids and shake their hands and say your name? Uh, no. I don't think it's, like, absolutely not. Like, I think it would be kind of cool if you did, but just, like, tell us if I mean, you do. because they're, they're kids, so, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. I know that, that, like, at my school, I know there was kind of, like, a phase where everyone would just walk around and shake hands with each other, but I think that was just one of those, like, oh, it's so cool, for, yeah. like, half a year, and then it just stopped. Yeah. But I just want to know if you guys, like, shake people's hands, because I don't. I only I'm really shake adults' hands, but not very often. In formal situations. But not like, very often, though. Exactly. So, Justin went on for a bit about how great Lockhart was, or is, and how his name had been down for a muggle school until he had convinced his mom to read Lockhart's books, which convinced her that Justin should go to Hogwarts. After they had continued to repot the mantrakes, and at the end of class, Harry was achy, uh, sweaty, and he was covered in dirt. They had transfiguration next, and Harry felt as if everything he had learned the last year had leaked out of his head because he wasn't able to turn a beetle into a button. Ron's wand wasn't working. 
so this kind of like brings us back have we ever talked about if hogwarts could give him money i think maybe we have but because i know that there is a small fund for the students who don't have the money because dumbledore mm-hmm. tells tom riddle this spoilers but he tells tom riddle like um you know uh what's what was i gonna say he tells tom riddle that there's like a small fund for the students who don't have money mm-hmm. so why yeah. can't they give ron some money to purchase a new one is it because like probably, a punishment probably could but probably because he's not asking yeah, I think he should ask. He needs to ask, but he doesn't. Because um, he's not going to learn anything if he doesn't exactly. prepare his wand. And imagine this happening in, like, his fifth year, which is OWL yeah. year, or seventh year, which is NEWT year. I think so. he's just being irresponsible. Exactly. Or maybe he just doesn't know about it, and he's too, like, maybe he's just too scared to ask. So... After class, they hurried down to lunch where they saw that Hermione had circled D-A-D-A on her schedule with hearts. Why does she think she even has a chance with Lockhart? Well, she doesn't, but, like, it's more of, like, a crush situation. Like, she doesn't, she knows she doesn't have a chance with him. He's old. It's like, that's, I don't even want to think about it, but it's just, like, a crush situation with her. They finished lunch, sat down on the step, and started talking about Quidditch while Hermione read. Eventually, Harry saw the first year was watching him. The first year, Colin Creevy asked if he could have I like a, Colin. a signed photo a to, show his, to show his father. Yes, he's very... He's so funny, and his little he's brother great. is like, hilarious because he, he falls into the pond. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Creevy... Or lake, not pond. I don't know why. I so Malfoy uh, came and asked if Harry if it was giving out signed photos. And Lockhart came and asked what was going on. Lockhart took Harry aside and said that at one point Harry would have to take a whole stack of signed photos around, but individual ones were a start. He is so full of himself, like he just thinks that everything is about him, him. and everything is about wanting to be like him, even though it's not. Clearly, it's not. When it was time for Lockhart's lesson, he handed out a quiz to see how much of his books they have read that asked personal questions. Like, what is my favorite color? Why do you think he did what that? What is my secret ambition? Why do you think he did that? Um, because he's full of himself. I, maybe he was like, I just want to see how much these kids understand how awesome I am. Like, yes. do they know how cool these I am? These kids need to know how to write my bio- my autobiography like, they or need biography. To, they need no. to know it word for word. They need to be able to, if I tell them right now to write my biography, like without, they need to be able to so, write it. So one of my favorite quotes from the books and movies is, is hardly any of you remembered that my favorite color was lilac. Lilac. Jesus. Lilac. Yes. He's, oh my gosh, he's perfect in the movies. He's like terrible in the books. He's super annoying. But in the movies, the, um, uh, Gilderoy is just perfect. The then movies. he revealed, uh, well, then when everyone finished the test, he said, hardly any of you remembered my favorite color was lilac. And only Miss Granger remembered that my secret ambition is to was rid to rid the, the world, world of, of evil and market my own range of hair care products. Potions. Hair care potions. Okay, uh, and uh, he gave her Hermione full marks because she got everything right. Yeah. So then he pulled, uh, he 
brought out a cage of Cornish pixies, which she opened, and the pixies wreaked havoc and through the classroom. They literally and, picked Neville up by his ears. I mean, I don't want to think about this, but, but the pressure. his ears, like, tear off? Oh my gosh. Jeez. But, uh, oh my gosh. How, his ears would never be able to support that. So, Jildoy ran off and left the trio alone to solve the pixies. They stopped them with, like, immobilizing charms and whatnot. <laughs> and when they were done, Harry said that Jildoy had no idea what he was doing, but Hermione said that that was rubbish. Of course she did. So, rubbish. Really quickly, I want you guys, because we, we always are, like, or, like, at least the team, well, since we've, like, started up our email, we're like, email us, what your ideas are on this. I want to know... Like, how you guys pronounce some of the most widely, weirdly pronounced words in the Wizarding yeah, okay. World. Like, how do you pronounce Seamus? Did you say Seamus in the beginning? Because I always did that. And then I learned, like, from the movies, just listening to the movies, and they're like, call him Seamus. So that's how I learned that. So tell us how you say Seamus. Oh. Tell us how you say Gilderoy. Tell us how you say Knight or Knight. And is there anything else? Or Voldemort. Uh, tell us how you say Voldemort. One more. Grindelwald. Some people call them him Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Um, Jude Law does that because he cannot, cannot, he cannot, he cannot, cannot, he can't. Okay, I can't stop. Wait, who's Jude Law? Jude Law plays young Dumbledore. Oh, okay. He can't pronounce um W's? Grindelwald. Oh. He can't pronounce the W's. Grindelwald. Grindelwald. And so tell us how you guys, so let's just, Seamus, Gilderoy, Knight, Knight, Voldemort, and Grindelwald. Tell us how you pronounce those. Oh, also, Scamander, like Scamander, because Scamander. In the, I forget what the guy in the bar. I'm forgetting his name. The guy in the bar who's like who wants the bow truckle, who wants to take the bow truckle in exchange. Yeah, for, Scamander. Yeah, he says Scamander, and then one of them says Mister Scamanda. You so do you say it Sc- Scamander or Scamander? Like, tell us. Like, salamander 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 eyes okay ready for the movie gifts mm-hmm. okay so at around 35 minutes in professor lockhart's first class he mentions that he didn't get rid of the banded banshee by smiling at him banshees are always hers not hymns the book got this right but the film changed it to make lockhart look even more like an idiot at around 34 minutes when ron receives a howler from his mother after his owl arrow crashes into the table, you can see that the red envelope is open. As Ron removes it from Errol's mouth, we see then we see then see Ron breaking the seal on his envelopes and finger. When the herbology class starts, Professor Sprout states that she had, she has given everyone an, a pair of earmuffs because the screams of the mandrake roots can be fatal. When Neville Longbottom faints, the professor says that Longbottom has been neglecting his earmuffs. He would not have been responsible for caring for earmuffs that he that had just been given to him by the teacher. I'm a little bit confused by this goof, but I am confused too. At around 37 minutes, when the pixies drop Neville on the chandelier, the pointy plastic ears used when the pixies pull something pull him up are still on him after they let go. Hmm. Hmm. And I they only yeah okay. So um that's it for this part of the episode and now let's take a short break so that we can move on to our analysis welcome back from the break and now we're gonna start with our hogsmeade journal as always so wizarding world just released 
a Quidditch to the Ages Illustrated Edition. And it's actually released, like, it's coming out. You guys can buy it right now, the day this episode comes out. And it's perfect in time for, like, the holidays, even though it's a bit early. It's, like, a couple months early. But it's perfect to ask for the holidays because, you know, it just came out and everything. And I'm just, I really want it. Like, I want all of the Illustrated Editions. And... So, Harry Potter just got a statue in Leicester Square. Hopefully, we said that right. Yeah, it's, it's in it's, London. It's, it's in London. It's in England, so. It's a, yeah, so it's the young here, and it's a picture, it's a statue, uh, sorry, not a picture, of Harry Potter riding his Nimbus 2000. Hopefully, like, because I know that's in England, so, like, we can't go. I mean, because, you know, we live in the U.S., but we hope to go eventually. That would be fun. Um, So... One last piece of news. Hopefully, we haven't said this in another episode. I'm sorry if we're just repeating ourselves here, but Fantastic Beasts three has started filming, and I'm so excited for this. It's coming out 2021. Like, because to be honest, in 2018, I wasn't. I was a Harry Potter fan, like, but I was not like as big of a Harry Potter fan as I am now. So I I was just as big, (laughs) really. Then, yeah. So I'm. I'm just waiting for this to come out because I can't wait to go to, like, the midnight premiere and just get to, you know, go to this big movie that everyone loves because there's so much information in it and we get to learn so much and we get to connect so many different things to the um, the actual Harry Potter series. Vaughn, what do you think you're most looking forward to learning more about in Fantastic Beasts 3? Newt's Patronus! Um, but, like... Do you, like, other than, other than that, like, what character do you look more forward to seeing? Grindelwald. Grindelwald? Grindelwald. (laughs) Grindelwald. Like we said, email us, let us know how you say it. Um, I'm most looking forward to Queenie, because I really hope she doesn't die. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I doubt she would. I I don't understand how it's gonna work out with her. I doubt she would die in this movie if she's gonna die. But she's gonna die. Because I want, like... I want to be connected to these characters before they die. I really yeah. don't want want Jacob Kowalski to die. He is connected to us. Yeah. Like he is part of the fandom now. Exactly. He is Nobody hates him now. No, no one hates Nobody him. Nobody wants him to die. I I just I love Queenie. I don't want her to die and I don't want Jacob Kowalski to die. And I don't want Credence to die. Or Aurelius. I, I I'm good if Credence if Credence dies. Really? Definitely. I'm I'm completely good with that. Wow. Okay. I I just I don't want anyone to die to be honest. Um. And then I I'm also excited to learn more about this whole like Aurelius Dumbledore situation because J.K. Rowling I heard on a video like tweeted and she was like. Or she said in an interview or something, and she was like, whatever you think you know at the end of the movie might not be the case. Oh. So that makes me think, like, is he really not a Dumbledore? Yeah. Like, what do you think? What, huh. did you, what, did you, what do you think about this, this well, uh, announcement? Well, the thing is, he's Grindelwald, and he knows, he he's almost never wrong. Exactly, yeah. But... He could also be be manipulating him. He so is so very good at manipulating people. Confusing. But what would you like to think? Like in your I world, would like to think that he was not a Dumbledore. 
Yeah, I mean, because of the family tree, and I haven't dissected this as much as other people have, but I've just heard how they've dissected it, so they're probably right. Because, or they are. I mean, they're right that he can't. It doesn't really make sense for him to have been part of the main Dumbledore family that we know, because, or like the family of five that we know, mm-hmm. because, like, their mom and their mom died and then their dad went to Azkaban so Albus would have known about another sibling especially because the other sibling is younger than Albus and Aberforth mm-hmm. so I like the theory that like maybe Ariana's Obscurus went into another child oh I like that theory I think it makes the most sense huh which one do you think makes the most sense do you think it makes more sense that her obscures went into another person, or do you think it makes more sense that he is actually a Dumbledore? I think that... <laughs> okay, well, that's not... Okay, well, in Super Carlin, they yeah. have a theory, but they're saying it was a Obscurus created by Dumbledore. Oh! Oh, no, sorry. I'm yeah. just I just saying that, like, it's from... Aaron. Okay, so what I think is... Dumbledore found a way to separate the Obscurus from Mariana, and it was transferred into Credence. Well, yeah, but she died. But it just made, a, but it made him a Dumbledore. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say that I think, I like the theory that the Obscurus, when she died, moved from Ariana to another child, and that's how the Obscurus yeah. in Credence was formed. Yeah, so I think that's the Grindelwald. He's close very close to telling the truth uh-huh he's just bending it yeah to get him to do what okay. he wants which like we said he's good at yeah so, so now we're going to talk about mandrakes. mandrakes and i know you're like what these are so small what how are you going to get this much information out of one little tiny like thing i'm Those looking at the notes and we have a lot we have quite a bit quite stuff a bit. to talk about so um two whole so we're pages gonna, we're going to be talking about <laughs> two whole pages of notes i think that's a lot so we're going to be talking about real life, yes, they're real, and Wizarding World Mandrakes. So, I had no idea that these were real until I started researching this episode. Did you know they were real? No, I didn't. I mean, this is actually a surprise, because, I mean, we know that a lot of the stuff from the Wizarding World is derived from real things, but I like had no werewolf, idea. Well, werewolves is just well, mythology. Mythology, yeah. Same with, like, vampires, and... Like, um, almost everything in there is in the D&D book. Exactly. So, um, I mean, everything is derived from some sort of mythology. Yeah. So, or not everything, but a lot. But nothing is purely original. Like, I know the hippogriff. I don't think that's original. Like, for example, the Headless Hunt. Like, that's clearly derived from something like the Headless Horseman. Yeah. And all of that. So, so here's the, I'm going to read the definition of Mandrake from the online dictionary. So, a, Medi- a Mediterranean plant of the nightshade family with white or purple flowers and large yellow berries. It has a forked, fleshy root that supposedly rem- resembles the human form and was formerly widely used in medicine and magic, allegedly shrieking when pulled from the ground. So, I watched this video. I found this video online when I was researching. And they have a bunch of mandrakes growing in the Oxford Botanical Garden in England. So, obviously, we can't go to this... Um, but, I mean, we probably could eventually. I would totally go, go down that so that I could see all the mandrakes. Okay. So, the 
we can read the next thing. Okay. Oh, and we'll link the video for you. Okay. Uh, so the Latin name for mandrake is mandragora. Uh, man because they thought it looked like a human, and dragora because it means dragon, and is linked to mythology. The mandrake is a member of the tomato and potato family. I don't understand how it's a member of the tomato family, but the potato family makes sense. Because it looks like a potato kind well, of. Well, that is actually the human life form. That's at. Oh. Yeah, really? Yeah, okay. The tomato part doesn't make sense, but potato, it looks yes. like a potato. Um, Mandragora can be very pa- poisonous if you eat a lot of it. And uh, also, we're going to link a video that shows someone uprooting a fresh baby mandrake so that you can see what a baby mandrake looks like. And they also they also show, like, what an adult mandrake looks like okay. but it's in it's been up it was like uprooted like six weeks before they filmed it so it's a little bit weird looking but you can go look at that and we'll link it so you can also get a mandrake plush that looks like a mandrake and when you pull it out of the pot it screams Ooh. and i saw this actually at barnes and noble because we recently went to barnes and noble and they have this humongous selection of just a harry bunch potter of things. harry potter things to uh buy and like so that's cool and you can so it comes in like a pot and then it's the stuffed animal mandrake oh the leaves stick out of the pot so you pull the leaves up and Mm. there's some like a a noise thing and it screams so here's the mandrake mandrake description from wizards unite and if you don't know what uh, wizards unite is it's pretty much just pokemon Pokemon go Go, except harry potter yeah. yeah so there's oh you can actually read the description their rarity is 3 out of 16, and you have to return them to Greenhouse 3. This I has don't understand no this. meaning whatsoever to me, or to Vaughn, because neither of us play the game. But um, if you play it, email us and let us know how it works, and like what this actually means to you, because I have no idea. So there's a store at Universal Studios in Orlando, and in the windows you can see a mandrake, and as guests walk by it, it shrinks and moves around. I think it's called like Dogwood and... Okay. I forgot. I completely just forgot. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, And at Universal Studios in Hollywood, you can see Mandrakes in a cabinet in the line to Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey. Is it called and the Forbidden Journey or just Forbidden Journey? Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. It's not Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey. Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey. (laughs) Um, So, I love the Universal Like, what was your first... Like, when you first went into Universal Studios and, like, saw the mandrakes in the cabinet, what was, like, your first thought? Whoa. It is pretty well. Because, like, you're seeing something that you've only seen in a movie. And you're seeing something. And you get to experience it for the first time. I can touch it. Yeah. And, like, when you're in line for the Harry Potter's, uh, and Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey, like, to see, um, all of the things that you only get to see in a book or movie... It's just so cool, and to be able to, like, point it out to every like everyone, everyone that you're with at the Universal Studios, and you're just like, there's the Mandrake, remember that from movie two, or yeah. book two, or whatever? So that's really cool, and if you haven't gone, I really recommend going when it reopens, because it's so much fun. Yeah, they also have the Fat Lady, and oh, yeah. the Sorting Hat, they have a lot of other things. Like, mm-hmm. when you walk into the castle, it's so cool, because you see Dumbledore's office, you yeah. literally get to you go see into the Dumbledore's too. office. Yeah. Like, you can touch the pensieve. Yeah. And you can, they have, like, the big glass jars that are filled with the marbles from the, um, what's it called? From the, the points, the point system. 
And do you remember oh, Ravenclaw yeah. or Hufflepuff is the losing by the most? I think it's Hufflepuff. Yeah. Hufflepuff is always in the back. That See, it's it's Professor Sprout's fault because she doesn't give Hufflepuff any points at all. Yeah. You can also see the DAD class. DADA classroom. Yes. So that's so cool because you get to see, um, isn't it how it is when Snape is teaching? I don't know. That, I think because they have that big board, and I forget what it says, but... Oh, and they also have Harry, Ron, and Hermione. In yes, with their invisibility cloak. And they're talking, and they're like, oh, no, this is... We're going to sneak out with the invisibility cloak. And then um, it's just... It's so much fun to go to, because you get to see so much. And also, I'm we're just completely going off topic, but on the ride, there's a dragon... And it like breathes fire. Yeah. And it like actually heats your like legs it up. It does. It like actually hurt. Like it doesn't hurt, but like it's hot. You can just feel heat. Yeah. And it's so cool. It's just it's the coolest. So go if you haven't gone. So people make mandrakes as crafts, and they look amazing. I know. I see them on Pinterest all the time, and like because obviously all I do on Pinterest is look at Harry Potter stuff, and. They, people make some really cool stuff for, like, decorations and their house and stuff, so I think that's cool. Um, so, and we're gonna read another, or we're gonna read an article that talks about the most dangerous plants, um, from, uh, sorry. The most dangerous plants, potions, and poisons in the wizarding world. So I'm gonna go ahead and click this link. And we're gonna go ahead and read some of the things for you guys. So, um... For most of, I'm just going to read the intro for you guys. So, for most of us, school has had its hazards, but fairly innocuous, I can't say that word, innocuous ones, like knocking over a Bunsen burner or gluing parts of our fifth year art project to our blazer. At Hogwarts, the teachers had to warn against rather more dangerous perils than leaning too far back on a chair. Bez, okay, how do you say that? Bezors. Bezors at the ready, just in case anyone swallows anything they shouldn't. You know, for example, like, mead that they were supposed to give to Dumbledore that was actually poisoned and hurt Ron. You remember that? Um, do you remember that happens in the movie? In the movie, it's chocolates. No, I know that that gives him the love potion, but remember how he drinks the drink and then it's poisoned and he has to, because Draco was trying to get it to Dumbledore? That never happens in the movie. Okay. Um. So, first, they talk about polyjuice potions. So, let's talk a bit about the... Oh, like, yeah, it, it did happen, but it was in Slughorn's office. Yeah. Okay. It was in Slughorn's it office, was. even in the book. So, we're not going to read directly from this article, but let's just recount all of the times we remember polyjuice potion being used and why we think it's dangerous. So, I'll, I'll start, obviously, with this book. And if you didn't already know, in our analysis parts of our episode, there's going to be spoilers, so now you know in this book um they use it to get into the slytherin common room so what's the next inference uh mandra no 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 oh no. okay sorry you're talking all of the time so like oh okay okay use. okay okay um members of the order of the phoenix uh used it to disguise themselves as harry potter don't read it directly from the article just recount it from memory <laughs> okay um and then Harry, Ron, and Hermione also used it to break into the ministry. And all of these times, I'm always thinking, like, how does Polyjuice Potion work like that? Like, like, it's like people don't even try to warn against it or, you know. 
Oh, wait, also they use it when Hermione's going to become Bellatrix to get into Green Ops. And, like, you would just think, you know, they would know that Polyjuice Potion was being used. But, no, there's, they don't know. Um, next thing is, oh, wait, actually, let's talk about why you think it would be dangerous. What do you think the most dangerous instance you could use Polyjuice Potion in would be? A, um, probably taking a hair from something that shouldn't be taken from. Like, like Hermione? Like what Hermione did, but, like, much, much worse. Like a suffocating turtle. Okay. <laughs> What's that mean? Like, then um, you start suffocating I was thinking, her. what if Voldemort had used Polyjuice Potion? Ooh. What if he, like, used it to disguise himself as Harry Potter? Exactly. Sneaks in, like, Avada Kedavra. Or he used it to it to describe dis- disguise himself as Ron. And then he killed Harry. Yeah. So, Mandrix. Uh, mandrakes we know are used in this book during the class and they are also used to cure people who are petrified by the basilisk so um so what do you think would be so dangerous about mandrakes probably they're screeching you die exactly so next we have veritaserum this is like the craziest potion i think and i feel like i would be so scared of someone using it on me secretly yeah. but i feel like i would use it on people if i were at hogwarts i would use it on people um such a truth potion and you get people to tell the truth and like snape threatens to use it on harry and it might just my hand might just slip and drop it into your pumpkin juice yep um then uh, Professor Umbridge tries to use it to interrogate Harry Potter, but of course it was just water because Snape secretly loves Harry and didn't want her to use the potion on him. So what do you think the most dangerous thing about it is? Uh, probably telling too much truth. Yeah, because you, you could say anything. And if they had used it on Harry, he would have told them, like, I don't understand why they mean you use it on Harry to see if he was actually telling the truth about what happened in the graveyard. True. True, but the Ministry actually does know if you're prepared to take Veritas Serum, you could fight it off. Fight it off, but it's very difficult, but it's still very I possible. I feel like it's something Harry could do, just because considering he's how Harry. much stuff he's been able to do or get out of. So, the next one is Amortentia, which is the love potion. And so, we see this one, like, Romilda Vane tries to get Harry to like her, and then Ron ends up eating it, and then all of that. Yeah. So, I think that this is dangerous because it's weird. So. And then, Drought of Living Death. This is, like, why is it a thing? I don't, because I know, do you remember? It's if, probably like you put it in a bottle and then you throw it at someone and they die immediately. And like, yeah, exactly. Okay, and, next. And in the movie, I don't know if it's he says this in the book, but in the movie, uh, Half a Prince, Selgrin says, I dare say a drop of this would kill us all. Uh, um, I'm like skipping a couple because I don't even remember them, to be honest. Um, so the shrinking solution. So you can actually, like, shrink. Oh, yeah, because, um, Snape, he was like, we should try to put Neville's shrinking solution to the test on his toad, which is pretty sad. Um, 
Yeah, so then Hermione ended up helping him, and she fixed it. Aging potion. So the only time we really use this used is by Fred and George, right? Wait, what? We don't, okay, seriously. So I was just looking at something I was looking at. Um, so the only time we really see uh, aging potion used is by Fred and George, right? Yeah. I'm looking at the picture on this article, and they're always making the weirdest, like, we have facial... This is a picture of George with, like, his mouth curled into and, and his face. And his eyes are, like, popping out. <laughs> we see this in number two. In uh, movie two, when, like, they're all watching Ron barf slugs up, and his face, though, like... It's pretty crazy. Um, so, um, I think that's it for this part of the episode. And thank you guys so much for listening. And remember to email us and send in a voice message to tell us your thoughts on yes. anything, anything we talked about. And then also remember to email us and tell us what you think and how you say uh, Seamus. Um, what were the other ones? We need to listen to them. Seamus, Grindelwald, Voldemort, Knight. Not, yes. Or Gilderoy. And Scamander. Tell us how you say those. We want to know. Or you could literally send in a voice message and pronounce them all for us. You'd be like, hi, my name's Davey, and I say Knut, Knut, Grindelwald. Like, just let us know. We want to hear from you guys. Grindelwald. Yep. Or Scamander. 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 All right. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.